Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 365. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. We've got a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, I actually have a lot of stuff uh, myself, including a game uh, that we'll get to uh, uh, that kind of follows the theme of Dune 2, which we'll be releasing uh, later this week. Uh, But first things first, um, we do have Apple news, sadly, today. Uh, Apple uh, rumored or announced, I I don't know if it's certain yet, but uh, they are scrapping their plans of building an Apple car after about 10 years uh, of uh, research and development, uh, citing charging mechanisms as the uh, main reason of of scrapping. So uh, you're not going to be driving an iCar anytime soon, folks. How fast would these iCars have gone? Uh, Depending on your firmware... uh, I'd say uh, f- quick. No, I don't know. I think it probably probably would be speedy, like any electric. I mean, I was car. gonna say, I feel like something like this would have to com- like they would try to make it compete with like Tesla speed or something. Yeah, um, it's just it's funny that they are citing charging issues because if you guys would recall, a few years ago they were like, "Hey, we're gonna make this device. It's it, you put all your product on it, and it'll charge it all at the same time." Uh, meaning your phone, your watch, and your headphones. And it never came out because they couldn't figure out how to make three things charge fast at the same time, um, which was kind of embarrassing because uh, Logitech or whoever the hell it was uh, made you know their version of one pretty fast, and I don't think Apple ever completed that. So interesting. Uh, Apple car is, is dead. Uh, Tony, I have news for you, which I'm sure you're going to jump with joy. Um, Andy, you you may have heard about this, but uh, Paranormal Activity video game is announced for 2026. I I did see that. Yeah, I didn't. Holy smokes. I I don't know what that means. I didn't look too much into it, but. If it's a VR video game, that'll that'll jack you up. Wait, I'm sorry. What'd you say again? Paranormal Activity video game. Okay. That actually reminds me when you say VR, because remember when uh, Andy had the VR that he'd bring over when uh, you could do like the 360 trailers or whatever, where it's like you could be looking and you could turn yeah. behind you and it was still stuff behind you and like somebody could be behind you. The I remember nun. That. Remember they did a thing for the nun. Yeah, that was terrifying. Or it was actually for Conjuring 2, <clears throat> you know, which had the nun, of course. Yeah, yeah, I remember so- going on the, the roller coaster on Andy's VR and it, like you you could feel it in your stomach. Like that was that the VR stuff was fun. That would be the only way I could see it being truly scary versus, you know, sitting on your TV. Like, obviously, you're going to have the same jump scares as you do in a movie, but it's not. I, I don't know why it just doesn't feel like feel like it'll be the same effect versus well, if you're in VR. I could be confirmed for, for wrong, me. But. Like, I, I love horror movies. I can't do horror video games. For, it's it's too, too much tension because, like, you're actually, like, controlling it. Yeah. So it's a weird thing, even though I, I, I like I never liked the Resident Evils or anything like that. So like yeah, you could make you can make this scary. Yeah. Um even without VR, I but it's I don't know. Be they they've done here that way. Yeah, they've done other horror video games. <laughs> They're usually like one person plays as Jason and he got to run away or one person plays as the chainsaw guy, Leatherface and he got to run away. Um they even have a Killer Clowns one coming out, oh, which is hey. like yeah, someone people play as the clowns and then people play as the humans. 
So I could be into that, but yeah, I don't know. Well, we know scary games. That. Yeah, <laughs> scary games get to me. So uh, I don't know. Even if it's not VR, I might be afraid to play that one. Yeah, I never got into scary video games. I, I don't know. I feel like I remember a shootout one, like a zombie shooting game from like the nineties, but well, I mean, it was never Resident one Evil. I owned. Yeah, it was Resident Evil that. was the big one, and then Silent <laughs> Hill was the other big one, <laughs> and that was it. Ever, when, like you're sitting at the uh, pizza parlor, you know, after a basketball game when you're ten. Oh, you're talking about House Ar- of the Dead arcade game or whatever. Yeah, yeah, House of the Dead's the 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 gun game. But then I think there was yeah. also like Tony, a- you listen here, you probably know House of the Dead because you're you're into like pizza places that had had arcade machines. Oh yeah, the one that I'll never forget one that actually scared me was there was one at a uh, like Boomers or something like that that. Uh, it was like you sat down and like, it was like those, you remember like those Jurassic Park video games where it's like you'd kind of go into like the, like you'd sit down with like a two-seater chair and you'd like pull the curtain and you were in there and there was a horror movie game like that. And it was me and uh, Kevin, who, I, you know, you both know, we were playing and we weren't expected like how it was going. And then the whole thing was shaking and then it was like jumping at you, like almost through the screen. And it actually had a thing that actually was able to somehow measure your heart rate or whatever based off of like, I think with maybe you holding it or something. And it was, it was pretty intense. Hmm. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll learn more about that paranormal activity video game uh, as it's yeah, it over seems, a year away. It seems weird too to like the paranormal activity video game because it's not like it was like an action no, horror like, movie. There's no, you're, there's no gun in <laughs> paranormal activity. Like it's just like you're just you'd just be what walking through the house yeah. like you're in The Sims, and then they, like they have games like that are like. Like you go down the hallway, and you gotta do. You hold the thing out, and you measure. Yeah, you're gonna have shit, to, uh, yeah. you know, move the Ouija board around, yeah. or you know, yeah. crawl into the attic um, to investigate a noise. Joe played it like a bunch. It actually sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> at Luke's house, and it was just like you're in like an asylum or something that's abandoned, and you just kind of creep around. You don't have a gun or anything, but if people spot you, that they kill you. <laughs> sounds weird. Watching him play, and he's like, "Fuck!" So they they have ideas for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we have some good news uh, from the Sam Mendez world. Uh, all oh, yeah, of the all of the world is in for a treat here uh, in the year 2027. I'm already in line and jumping with joy, but there's going to be four separate interconnected but standalone movies <clears throat> following each and every individual member of the Beatles. How wonderful and phenomenal, and uh, I can't wait. Um, I guess those are your your words. I mean, I think, I don't know if I would even want to see one Beatles movie. Well, Andy, this isn't for you. This is Yeah, it's definitely not for me. If uh, Rise Against had this kind of movie, sure, you'd be like, yeah. all right, let's 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 do it. Only if it's 824. Um, I hope this is great. Um, I feel like most music movies are, are fun. Um like I, I've seen most of them. I watched the Tupac one. I, I think that one wasn't well I mean, received. Whether they're good or not, people watch them. That Bob yeah, Marley so, one. Yeah, exactly. Like well. I, I'm not going to see it in theaters, but I'll, I'll watch that on FX or, or whatever. Um, I, I, I like the idea of this. The Beatles, is, I, I, most people would consider one of the biggest bands of all time. So it only makes sense to get oh, yeah, I mean, I can one see of them. That. Uh, this might not be for me, but yeah, the Beatles are obviously the biggest band of all time. Like it's not. I would say I don't it's, like it's close. I don't like it's close. Okay, what do you think I, would I even know. be the next closest? Like Led Zeppelin, Stones. I think Beatles is like the 
the probably the most <clears throat> popular. Yeah. Especially with like at the time. Oh yeah. So I I'm into this. I I I'm excited. It's a ways away, but it, it gives you time to prep and it gives them time to make a good film. They're not rushing this, so let's see what they could do. All the four films that could be a lot to to take on in you know just a few years. All right, moving on. Um, get ready for this. Um, I don't know who this is going to jack up the most uh, right now, but Lionsgate is uh, working on a modern remake of American Psycho, and now. Ooh. For me, right off the bat, he's been playing this multiple times on the TV show called Always Sunny in Philadelphia. How about casting Dennis Reynolds? Yeah, then it becomes really goofy, but, you know. It doesn't have to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I saw I saw this one, too, that, and people were saying they should be, they should set it in Silicon Valley, because that's, that's really the, the equivalent oh, of that. That'd be good. Because, um, I mean, I guess, you know, that movie was set in the 80s, and I think... That's when the book was written, and so it was like Wall Street, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know the whole history there. But. Uh, they just wanted to get a reservation at Dorsia, yeah. and who had the more expensive business card. That's all they talked about. Then it was time for yeah. dinner, having drinks. But obviously that kind of stuff doesn't translate to modern day as much. So, But Silicon Valley could be a, a good idea. Yeah, you got to find like a, that. You got to find a target for, for the satire there. But I'm interested in hearing more. I'll, I'll just say that. I usually don't go in for remakes and all that kind of stuff, but I think they could have fun with that kind of uh, property. We'll see. What was the author's name again? He had three names. Uh, that was it's Brett Easton Ellis. That's the, like, that's, yeah. the, that's the one. True American if, Psycho. Yeah, I wonder if he's getting involved. He's probably already, you know, disavowed it. Like, I have no involvement. Yeah. I'm going to take the check, but I have no involvement. Yeah. American Psycho right. is still one of those movies where I still don't even know what happened. <laughs> I've watched that movie so many times. It doesn't it's matter. Like, it doesn't matter. I know. <laughs> but it's like, it's so, it's just one of those movies where it's like, I think it just leaves you up to, it's up to you to decide. Yeah. What happened. I think the whole thing is in Willem Dafoe's mind. From Spider-Man? <clears throat> Isn't Willem Dafoe in that? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. He's in Boondock Saints. I'm just picturing uh, Norman Osborn. It was in his mind the whole time. Yeah. Hold on. Now I have to look this up. Isn't he in that? I haven't seen that in at least seven years, but I feel like he's yeah, I don't, in I think that. the last time I saw it, too, was... I think it was when I was living with at the place I'm at now. So I think it was within the last... Because my roommates had never seen it. So I think I saw it within the last four years. Yeah. He's Donald Kimball. I feel like he's the guy investigating him. Oh, maybe you know? he is. I just remember Jared Leto and was it Justin Thoreau or two like the side yeah. guys there. Where it's like okay. Justin Thoreau, no one's ever heard of him for anything other than this, and he was in The Leftovers. When did that movie come out? Early 2000s? Or? Two, 2000. Oh, wow. So that, but you can't get in earlier. Yeah, exactly. Well, a few months. I think <laughs> yeah. it was August of, uh, of that okay. year. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, Josh Lucas also. Could be, yeah, could be interesting. Right. We'll, we'll see. Reese Witherspoon. I, I don't remember much of her. She's in, in that, that movie? movie? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Like, she was the girlfriend of one of the characters. Yeah, yeah, that's Manhattan. right. The She was at yeah. a dinner. Yeah. Okay, that's, that kind of I mean, thing. that's half the movie is at a dinner. Yeah, he had to return videotapes, so. Yep. It's the only thing I remember from that movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Can't do that in the modern day. <laughs> I can return them to the iTunes rental. <laughs> All right, uh, another huge project that I'm monitoring as closely as uh, you can. Um, 
Initially had a budget of 165 million. It just recently finished uh, on filming and all of that kind of fun stuff. Uh, Gladiator 2. It now came in at about a 310 million dollar budget. So I uh, I have high hopes for this film, and I can't wait. A lot of things I can't wait for so far. It's it's going to be a remarkable future ahead of us. It's crazy how this this keeps happening with movies. I don't know why, and it's happening with video games too. These huge budget things where they're like, we're going to give you a lot of money. And then like we spent all of it and it's way more like, what did they do? They're like, I mean, I know there's going to be some crazy practical stuff. There's probably real tigers. They built um, there a real, tigers real last coliseum. Time. Well, they did that last time, didn't they not? I don't know. Miniature. Uh, but like what? Like did Denzel be like, actually, I want 40 million now. Like what? What happened here? I don't know. They built a time machine and then just made it a documentary. <laughs> That's how Ridley Scott's going to stay alive. <laughs> be amazing. Goes back in time to his younger self and gives him nine scripts. Yeah. I'm into that movie. World. Yeah. What a world we live in. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's still uh, due to come out later this year, I believe, in November. Uh, assuming no setbacks. Uh, yeah, no delays for that movie. Yeah. So love that. All right, Andy, give us a Jurassic Park update. Uh, so yeah, we we talked about it a few weeks ago, maybe longer than that. That there are like rumors of a new Jurassic Park uh, movie. So you know, following up not 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 with Chris Pratt, but like following up those movies, all new people and everything. Um, and that the original screenwriter David Kep would be uh, writing this new project and kind of leading the whole thing. Uh, they've now found a director for the project, and they are are actually planning on filming it this summer already. So. Um, Gareth Edwards, uh, who just recently did The Creator, but also did uh, Godzilla from 2014 and Rogue One, uh, is set to direct the movie, uh, which is a, an excellent pick because uh, he's done these big budget movies. He's really good at special effects. Uh, he's a guy who gets his movies uh, under budget. That was the, the Creator cost less than $100 million, which was, if you watch that movie, it's pretty incredible. It's a lot of, a lot of good effects there. Um, and also, like, Edward's subject matter in a lot of his movies kind of fits here, especially his first movie, uh, Monster, which is a, just a smaller indie movie um, where it's, you know, world where these aliens have landed in alien monsters, basically giant, huge, almost T-Rex like monsters, but even bigger than that. Godzilla types, uh, if you will, land land in like Mexico and just kind of like roam Mexico and uh, two human characters have to travel across this like. Uh, area where they all go and it's like really well done movie of like trying to like well we don't have any money to show these creatures but we gotta like still build the tension that they're there and then when we do show them we gotta you know use every every dollar that we got um so i think he's he could make something really special here with this one um and you know i'm hoping it's something like we still got those other islands with dinosaurs on them and someone has to go and explore uh, which has been like teased a lot of times. Usually, it, it seems like we're gonna get go there, and then it's like actually this rich businessman just an asshole and wants to steal dinosaurs, um, and it's not really an adventure. But yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be into that. So um, I know I saw some rumors of people that that they're they're looking into um, Brian Cranston, who was in Godzilla, um, and also was not in enough of Godzilla. If you watch that movie. Uh, they teased him as kind of the lead, and uh, he, he wasn't the lead in that movie. 
Um, but hopefully if they, if they bring him for in for this one, that he can uh, stick around, you know? Um, Brian Cranston like the, and Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I also saw something like, oh, well, Jenna Ortega is the biggest actor right now, mm-hmm. so bring bring her on. It's like, okay, well, I guess she's not been in one of these. You can't be like, well, bring in, uh, how about Jeff Goldblum? I'm like, no, sorry. Already. Well, I think he comes with the property, yeah. Andy. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think this is completely separate. I don't maybe think he'll so. Do a, maybe he'll, he'll do a cameo. He'll weasel his way into this movie. <laughs> he's going to wear black leather, and he's going to be in that film somewhere. Even if it's a Stan Lee style, just like, oh, hi, bye. He'll be there. Yeah. I think that's... that. Bring that's bring Julianne Moore back. Anyone interested in yeah. that? Vince uh, Vaughn. He's still yeah, alive in the world. Vince Vaughn. From the grave. Could be good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I love any Jurassic Park update. Um, I remember I was pretty stoked. It's like, Netflix is making a ja- Jurassic Park series. It's like, oh, cool. It's a cartoon. It's like, ah, oh, come on. Lead with that. All right. Um, next on the list, M. Night Shyamalan is uh, coming back with a movie, but there's a twist, I believe. Uh, there's always a twist. And I think the twist is that. It's not the last time I'll mention his name in this episode. Oh. Uh, but yeah, he does have a, uh, his his next project set up, uh, been confirmed now coming out this year, a movie called Trap. And it was uh, Josh Hartnett who, uh, I guess, dropped the uh, the news here saying, yeah, I filmed this movie with him last year. Uh, and it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a good because it's M. Night Shyamalan. So uh, we're in kind of a Josh Hartnett comeback period right now. So it's it's been interesting. Um, but yeah, it's called Trap. I don't know too much other than that. Uh, and it's supposed to be coming out this summer, August 2nd. So uh, yeah, I thought you were going to talk about the uh, movie called The Watchers coming out this year. Yeah, that was that the is... twist. You spoiled the twist ending. Damn it, Andy. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I uh, <laughs> Disregard. Yeah. I don't know where that is later. Maybe there's a trailer for it. Or That's something. the twist is you don't know when it's coming. Oh. When you least expect it or when you most expect it. Okay, well, I most expected it when we are talking about M. Night, but are we ready to move on then to the draft update? Yeah, so uh, we did our 2024 movie draft, and uh, a week later, we already got some updates here. Uh, some some good news, some bad news for Sean here, so uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Let's go with the good news first. Uh, Sean, I don't know if you've seen, but uh, Dune Part 2, which comes out this Friday... 80 on Metacritic. So uh, you are off to a, a head start. Um, you have 80 points, and uh, we have zero because none of the movies are out yet. That's going to be the uh, biggest 80, movie of the year. Yeah, 80 is a really good score for a, a, a summer. I'm, I'm saying summer, but, you know, like a big movie. Uh, the types of movies saying it's good here. for a summer movie, and this is coming out in March. Yeah, but <clears> you know, <throat> the summer movie season basically starts this Friday. Oh, Once March. time changes, in my opinion, summer yeah. starts. <laughs> uh, but all the big movies are, I mean, we have all these big movies coming out in March. Uh, this year, I so hate that I was number one pick because I was between Godzilla and Doom. But when Godzilla and King Kong hit me with a ninety-seven, then I guess you know I'll be. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll probably be like a forty-two or something. Um, I think Kung Fu Panda is gonna be what brings me home. Yeah, <laughs> uh, surprisingly, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, eighty. Um, like so, Oppenheimer was got an eighty-six, and that was the biggest of any like big movie last year. So, uh, eighty is a is a very good score. So what's uh-huh. my bad news? The bad news This looks like is, some bad news, Sean, from what I can see on this Excel uh, sheet here. Your final pick was the movie Ballerina. It's a John it's set in the John Wick universe, uh, starring Anna de Armas. Uh, that movie's not coming out this year. 
is what coming happened? out next year. <laughs> well, that's um, bullshit. That's an, there's so, an asterisk on my score then. You better hope yeah. these other four no, so just tear it up, Sean. <laughs> we're going to allow you to replace replace this movie with I'd like to vote. something that's still on the board here. <laughs> what um, happened? Why did they delay it? It wasn't, it wasn't good, according to Ian McShane. <laughs> in, in an interview, Ian McShane's like, it's not coming out. The movie was bad, so we're going back in and fixing it. And it's Jeez, like, all right. That guess, feels like a lost cause. I mean, well, he's in charge. He's in charge of the whole thing, I guess, now. So to my credit, hotel. It, it was my last pick, so. Yes. I didn't so even know what was left on the board at that point. Well, we'll, we'll go over it, and you can pick a replacement <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, that didn't sound good where Ian McShane's like, First of all, he shit on that uh, Continental on Peacock. He's like, yeah, I, I had no involvement. That. They did. They wouldn't let me look. They wouldn't let me or Keanu look into it. So uh, that's why it didn't turn out well. But like this one, we're really like Ian McShane's going to be in the movie, and Keanu was actually you know still a producer or something. And he's like, movie wasn't good. We filmed it, so we're going back. We're going to fix it. It's like, well, that's not inspiring. But uh, you'll get to uh, you'll have a chance to draft it next year, maybe. Yeah. Um, but we're going to let you. Replace it here. Uh, so here's what's still on the board. Uh, we've got uh, the Minist- Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare from Guy Ritchie. We got Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, uh, the Garfield movie. Uh, we've got uh, Kevin Costner's Horizon. Uh, we've got Borderlands, Alien Romulus, and and Craven the Hunter. Let me ask you this: So, so Horizon is a two-parter. Both coming yes. out this summer. Is it require I'm not gonna, both? I'm not going to one or the other. Or? Yeah, I'm going to say you, you pick one. Which we got. We did get a trailer. That's that's coming up next. We can talk about that trailer. We did get a real trailer for it. Um, but I would say you could if you're picking that one, you're just picking picking part one. And that's okay. Yeah, let's for. do Horizon because I'm a, a Costner fan. All right. So that will replace. Where am I? That'll replace Ballerina there. So you're not going to get a zero. We're all good there. All right, Sean. That was close. <laughs> yeah, well, I was trying. I, I think I waited long enough to like, well, nothing's getting delayed. Nothing coming out this summer is going to get delayed now. But yeah, there were like four movies without trailers. And uh, two of them we got trailers this week for. So um, we can talk about that now. Uh, well, I have my game first. Uh Oh, okay. Yeah. Do the game first. So, in in uh, celebration of Dune coming out this uh, week, and Andy kind of already ruined part of this game, we're going to look at Dennis Villanueva's top five rated movies according to Rotten Tomatoes. So, what I have here is a list of five movies that are his top five, and uh, I'm going to give you the list of five, and I want you to put them into the order of one through five, one being then, the best, five being the worst on the list of five. And then after this, do I sit down with Regis Philbin and a chance to win a million dollars? You can phone a friend if need be and, and all that fun stuff. Because uh, did you ever watch that movie, uh, that show, Sean? Because that's how who, it would start off. Who wants to be a millionaire? You, yeah, you had to like, uh, <clears throat> to get onto the hot seat, you had to, it would do something like this, where it was like in a quick, whoever did the quickest from putting it from like, you know, mm-hmm. first to last or whatever, like basically what you're doing and whoever did it in the quickest time would, that's how they competed to get on there. Because there was like, you know, like always like 12 people waiting on the sidelines there. Yeah. Now it's been a while since I've seen that show, but I do remember it. Yeah, actually, that was probably my favorite game show, like growing up when it was actually like a hit, like yeah, on Monday nights at like seven, like eight yeah. o'clock and, yeah, you know, like prime that. time. 
All right, so I'm going to give you guys five movies, not in any order, uh, and then I want... I could probably guess it without the orders, yeah. Does it include any of these French-language movies? Maybe, maybe not. Well, that's hard. I don't know any of those. I'm going to give you the list, so we'll just go off Does any of them have French names? (laughs) I'll know one from the French name. No. Okay. These are real films, Andy. So we're putting them in order from best Rotten Tomato score? Correct. Okay. So we have... And I can repeat the list and, and all of that. And I don't know how if we want to go one person to uh, you know at a time or lead lag or what have you. We'll figure that out. But the movies are Arrival, Incendies, I think is how you say it. Well, there you go. That's that's a French movie I've never seen before. All right, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Sicario, and Dune Part Two. Hmm. Not only four movies. Nope. What? What? <laughs> Arrival, Incendies, Blade Runner 2049, Sicario, and Dune 2. Okay. So Prisoners is not one of his top five movies brought to me. Okay. Um, I think it's Arrival number one. You just you want to just do your list and then I'll do mine? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Le- I mean, I don't off, know Andy. the All easiest right. way to do it. I mean, I'll... So I will say Arrival... Then Dune, part two. And then Sicario. Then the French movie. Then Blade Runner. Okay. Did you write that down, Sean? I did. Okay. I'm going to go. Fuck. I don't even think I ever saw. I'm gonna... Well, for sure at five, Blade Runner, because that was already going to be my fifth. I'll say his random French movie is number two. I'll say, I'll say number one is Dune part two and then arrival three, Sicario four. All right, let me uh, calculate these up here. So (laughs) yeah, how do you score this? It's going to be hard. Andy, um, I was expecting more from you, honestly. Wow. Uh, you got a full-blown zero. <laughs> uh, Tony Katz, not bad. Not bad. Okay. So you got Dune Part 2, correct? And this oh. obviously could change. Right now, it's sitting at a 97%. That is number one. Yeah, that's hard to beat. Uh, then uh, Blade Runner, you got correct as well, number oh. five. At oh, so Andy 80- did get one right then. Yeah, I got that right. Andy said that at five. That's true. Uh, 88%. <laughs> Congratulations to the both of you. Okay, baby. Uh, well, yeah, I think we knew that was, like, wasn't as Andy good as also others. got number four correct in Sendies. Okay. I was, uh, you know, <laughs> throwing off the scent there. Yeah. Um, then I got all the rest of them right, too. <laughs> no. Nah, almost Maybe. actually. Sicario is yeah. number three. So you just messed up two of them, Andy. Arrival and Dune. Arrival well, then, yeah, is number that was two. A very good performance by me. Yeah. I know, Andy. Come on. What were yeah. you expecting you to be zero? <laughs> it's throwing you off the set. Yeah. Um Yeah, so Arrival number two. And uh Dune part two, number one. That's a pretty healthy uh top five if your lowest score is an eighty eight percent. Yeah, like I said, like Prisoners is, is, is a very good movie. Dune 1 is uh, number 6. Yeah. 
So Prisoners, I think, was uh, seven on that list. Let me pull and that up. I don't know how many French movies he made. I mean, he's a French guy, so I think he's, he's a made French Canadian, right? I think he's full on French. I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. I think he's from France or from French Canada. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, hold on. So yeah, Dune two, uh, one. Prisoners is seven at an eighty-one. It's a pretty good score. Yeah. Where's Enemy? That was a weird movie. <laughs> I just saw that. I think that was uh, eight. Okay. Yeah, weird number movie. eight. I've not heard of most of these films. Well, those are, I, I think we named all those American films. Polytechnic. Yeah, no one knows. French Which, movies. how is that? That's an 88. What is the matter with these well, people? How is that know. lower if it's a higher French. score? it's French. It doesn't count. It didn't have enough reviews. I guess. No one watched it. All right. Well, that was the game. Uh, Dune is going to be big. I didn't care for the first one. I, I don't know. There's too many Star Wars kinds of movies out there. This being one of them for me. So I just couldn't do it. The weird like snorkel they all wear. And then yeah, I don't even have... know what I don't even know what Dune's about. Yeah, I don't I either. Know I saw it. <laughs> Star Wars. George, is it? George Lucas like, kind of like ripped off. Yeah. Dune, totally oh. Like Star Wars. So Dune was before Star Wars? But like, wasn't it a huge in the failure? 60s. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, the the original movie was. Yeah. But the, I mean, the book. So does that mean there's little like creatures too, like he has in? No, and like George Lucas does his little weird stuff, but yeah, maybe George Lucas is weird. I mean, it's not it's not straight up Star Wars, but it, it's similar. It's got similar things to so it. So they drive little like ships. Yeah, like, they're in the desert. They have ships, but it's mo- it's mostly in the desert. Like desert they have ships, big armor and yeah, like the like the, you know what I'm talking about those like darker colored ones that they those guys would drive in the desert. Yeah. They have, um, like, helicopters that are, like, dragonflies. Pretty cool looking. The big, the big thing is they have giant sandworms that will eat you. Yeah. Yeah, these are the things I'm, like, talking about. Oh, yeah. The sand crawler. Yeah. The Jawas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, these are exactly what I was talking about. Well, that's Jawas barge, of course. His bar? His barge. Barge. Like a ship, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what it's called. That's a pretty good ship. It blew up though, so it's too bad. Yeah, he just shot it once and it blew up. I don't know what they put bombs on or something. I never understood that. Hit the gas tank, Andy. It happens <laughs> yeah. in every movie. All right, uh, do we want to talk about some trailers? Yeah, so I've got three of them on this list. So two of them from this summer uh, list of movies. Uh, starting with Horizon, we finally get like our look at the massive cast of this movie. I have no idea what's going on. Did you Did you watch this trailer? I have not seen it yet. I know it came out, but. I don't think I, I watched it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. It looks like it's going to be multiple little stories um, with different characters and stuff. And, you know, it's it's real. It, they didn't go out and, uh, you know, film it on the, the soundstage and put CGI in it. Like, he went out to the real oh, of course. wilderness and, and rode real horses and went in the rivers and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, looks, they looks probably like filmed a, this in front of his house in Utah. That they, is the house for that, Yellowstone. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely filmed part of it in Utah. You could tell, like the uh, whatever those, those are called, that are always in the westerns. Those big uh, rock things. Yeah, filming location uh, is Utah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's good. I mean, I don't know if it, the, any of the story will be good or not, but it's like, well, this is this is the West. This is an authentic Western here. Uh, Open yeah, Range is great. I watched that yeah. recently. I liked that a lot. I imagine this will be pretty similar. I mean, it seems. Dances with Wolves is great. Um, And again, this is two parts. 
And he wants to make more parts of this. So I don't know if it's going to tell a full, complete story. I'll have to see how this this goes. But uh, <clears throat> definitely interesting trailer. You're like, oh, so this I know is that person. his avatar. Yeah, in a way. But maybe, maybe like his character that he's playing is his story will wrap up. But there's like, I yeah. saw so it's like, oh, Luke Wilson's baptizing people in the river. That's that's cool. You know, well, he does that we'll in his spare time and yeah, normal we'll days see him. too. A lot. Giovanni Rabizi. You got Danny uh, Huston, who's a bad guy in uh, Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's Thomas great. Hayden Church. Well, I'm very pleased that I uh, was able to adjust my pick to this because uh, yeah. I think this is going to be a successful uh, franchise. Yeah. Let's. I'm calling it. Well, I mean, here. if the movie theaters could charge people over the age of 65, like a hundred dollars per ticket, this would probably be the biggest hit of the summer. But. Um. I'm I'm under sixty five. I'm I'll probably see this. I well, know it's maybe. a joke. This is going to appeal very much to old people who love Yellowstone. Yeah. I am old in my mind. Yeah. yeah All right. Not. What other uh, trailers <laughs> you got? Uh, the other one was uh, Borderlands coming August 9th. Uh, this is based on the video game series. Got Kate Blanchett doing a, a silly video game adaptation. It's kind of crazy. Um, Eli Roth was the original director of this, and I think he's still the credited director. Um, but when they needed, they filmed it originally in the summer of 2021, a long time ago. And when they came back to do reshoots, he's like, no, I'm making a movie called Thanksgiving. So, uh, I'm going to have to, I'm not going to be able to attend, uh, the, the reshoots here. Um, and Thanksgiving has already come out and it's already on Netflix. So, uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to see what this is going to be. Cause yeah, it's a good cast outside of Cape Blanchett. You got Kevin Hart and you got Jack Black doing a voice and you got, uh, was it Victor Drago? I believe was the the son of Ivan Drago from Creed Two. Um, um, yeah. He's he's a character in this one. Um, uh, it's it's, just a, it's a big dumb sci fi action. Oh, Bobby Lee. Yeah, Bobby Lee. I saw it, yeah pop up for a second there. Um, I mean the, the video game. I, I love the video game. It's just all about like crazy weapons and stuff, and it's like basically space Australia, and it's like. You know, all the all the convicts got left behind and just kind of got to take over the planet. And now people come here to, like, raid it for treasure and stuff. So, I, you know, this could be something. I don't know. The trailer was colorful. Um, you got Kevin Hart making jokes. You know, he's Kevin Hart can be funny. He's got, like, he makes... He has a very high volume of jokes whenever he's in anything. So, like, even if he doesn't have a high success rate... There's usually like still like six things that are funny. It's kind How of how many method. of the things in the trailer are him being short? Uh, there was there was nothing because th- that's the other thing. He's playing a character who's like supposed to be like you know a Carl Weathers type, uh, R.I.P. Um, but of course he's not a Carl Weathers type. So within uh, the the character is the joke. Yeah, so I'm sure there'll be he's, stuff it's like about Jumanji. It. Yeah, Kevin Hart's best comedic scene in movie in his movies I think is by far the scene in Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah. When he's at the talking uh, to that guy, the that's extent of warranty. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that is one of the greatest scenes I think in all of comedy history. Let alone, you know, I I love that scene. <laughs> that whole scene before is so you good. knew his name. Yeah, it was definitely youngish Kevin Hart. That was that's another early two thousands flick. Mm-hmm. Two thousand four, I think. Who knows? Right. Somebody knows, not us. I think it is two thousand four. What other uh, trailers are there? Uh, then we got the last one, which was teased earlier. Uh, the Watchers coming June 7th from... Oh, it's 2005, excuse me. All right, yeah, that was 
really important. Get that year right. Uh, the Watchers coming June seventh uh, from Ashana Night Shyamalan. Uh, M Night Shyamalan's daughter is making her uh, first movie here, uh, starring Dakota Fanning. She's stuck in a room with some people, and they're like, "Hey." The creatures come out at night to watch us, and it's like, what? What is going on here? Looks looks creepy. It looks like there's a uh, room for some crazy twists here. Uh, wouldn't the craziest twist be that there's no twist? Which I think M. Night Shyamalan's already done a couple times, but uh, yeah, it seems very much in uh, line with what her her father has done for thirty years now. So uh, I will definitely watch this when it comes out. Yeah, it could be interesting. June yeah, I mean, 7th. I was like any of those kind of, you know, Twilight Zone-ish movies. I'm, I'm always on board. I'll give it a chance, even if it's it's no good. But Yeah. All right. Well, I believe that was the last trailer, and uh, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works through the dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout for using that code. Because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. I have one. I also have one. Well, I got a big week this week, oh so I, I, got, I got five on here. <laughs> Woo! All right, definitely knock out a few, I would say. All right, let's 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 get to some TV here. Uh, and, you know, we're time never ends. It keeps going. Uh, so this week I'm talking about The Walking Dead. Uh, but this is The Walking Dead, Those Who Live. So after The Walking Dead ended, the original series they announced that they were going to do these uh mini series you know usually following one one or two characters from the original series on a new adventure um they've already released a couple of these and i think they've, they've been good so this one is the walking dead those who live and it's uh, uh featuring the character of michonne and the big deal is that it's also featuring the character of rick who was the main lead character of the series until he uh left the show uh, in 2018 uh, but when he left the show, he's like, I'm not dead. I didn't die, but my character is off doing something else. And someday I'll tell you what it was. And it's like, what What are you even talking about? Uh, but here we are six years later, and we're, we got that story. And episode one, at least, uh, kind of goes over the last, I don't know, eight years or so that it's been in the show since then. And uh, I thought it was a very good episode. Um, it did have uh, John Locke from Lost. I'm like, hey, I like him. He's still He's still around. Um, but yeah, I think this is a really uh, good way of continuing the series. Just like we'll end the whole thing and then just kind of do these little six episode miniseries. And if it's a character you don't like, then you just skip it. And if it's something you want to see, then you can watch it. But uh, that's that's the best way they can keep this uh, zombie of a show alive. Um, nice. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Uh, and then the, the la- other TV show I have, uh, True Detective Night Country, um, ended a couple weeks ago. I wa- watched the finale last week, and uh, I think when I first talked about it, I said, uh, it seems kind of supernatural. I hope they don't do this thing that at the end that is going to make me upset. 
And, uh, well, they kind of still did the thing that made me upset, but it didn't make me that upset. I still enjoyed the finale there. Um, but they can't ever commit to doing something different. Um, but, you know, it was still satisfying and, uh, you know, I enjoyed my time with it. I enjoyed that it's only six episodes. Uh, that's a quick little, uh, you know, chunk of time there. Um, and yeah, it was successful enough that HBO is going to do another uh, version of it. So, uh, a new story, but the same uh, behind the scenes people uh, writing and directing here. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like this kind of stuff, and it's HBO needs needs those. It seems like they're just not doing as much, and they don't have I don't know. Do they have a big show coming back for like a season three or anything like that? I think they're kind of. I think I, didn't we talk about Game of Thrones coming back or whatever? Yeah, I mean they've got that for that season two. Um, but it's like they need to they need to, to sprinkle in these like little six episode things one offs, um, and that's yeah. True Detective is kind of the right project for that. But yeah, it was good. I liked it. I like Alaska, even if it wasn't filmed in Alaska. I still like the idea of it. It's also filmed in Utah. Yeah, and that reminds me, there's a, there's a John Houston role. He was the uh, he was the bad vampire from Thirty Days of Night. So. He's good at playing evil businessmen and yeah. evil people. He's a bad guy in uh, Wonder Woman also. I think it is. Pretty good. Um, You have three more? Yeah. So you guys can take one here. I'll go. I, uh, I watched the debut for HBO of uh, Priscilla, the uh, latest... Elvis film. This one was directed by Sofia Coppola uh, and stars this kid's popular for something. I don't think it's for this, but Jacob Alordi. He's kind of a weird looking dude. Um, I think he's on Euphoria. So all the kids love Euphoria. It's another There's HBO an HBO show, show. That's right, but I, yeah. I think they make one season every 45 years for that one. Euphoria? Yeah. Well, then also so- like the one guy died too. The guy that looked like Mac Miller. Oh, I can't remember Angus that. Angus Cloud or something like that. Woof. Well, this uh, follows a teenage Priscilla Bilu. Bilu, I think is her original name, uh, before she uh, meets Elvis. And then, uh, you know, after that as well. And um, she, I believe, was heavily involved in making this movie. It's pretty fair for either side i suppose like there's definitely some bad sides of elvis and whatnot but also he was you know insistent on not doing things with her until you know the time was right and i think he basically waited until she was 18 or 19 or something like that before they you know got it on even though this is they were in germany this is the 60s i don't feel like there were any laws back then um I'll also just say this right now. This is not for most people. Um, it's pretty slow. Uh, there's almost no Elvis music in it. Uh, I don't think that moves the needle for most people, but uh, it's almost two hours, and it's it's definitely an artsy kind of a film. Um, it's interesting, but yeah, I, I wouldn't watch it again, um, but it, it was interesting enough. Um you know, it's mostly just following her. Like I said, she graduates high school over here after she moves in with him. And, uh, yeah, then they get married and 
all of the other stuff that people know about. It's fine. Uh, I'm sure it probably won an award or two. But yeah, it's on HBO. If that sounds like something you'd like to watch. And like I said, I don't think most people would that I know would like it. And you would probably like it. I, I, I watched it. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> this there year. you go. It was a 24 movie. Um, which, yeah, A24 movies are now coming to HBO is the new deal, so um, probably means, like, Dream Scenario will probably come to HBO pretty soon. That's, that's a good one. Um, but, yeah, I think that movie is definitely helped by the other Elvis movie coming out because... Abs- absolutely. You kind of... Like, if you watch that without watching the Elvis movie, you'd be like, well, what's... I want to know what's going on with Elvis. Like, but you already know because you watched that movie. Yeah. It's so. kind of funny, too. I uh, recently... Actually, over this last weekend, I don't know how I came across it, but I... Came across some sort of, I came across Elvis on like Google or something like that. I think I had seen something on Instagram that made me look something up, but I never realized, like, I guess I don't really know Elvis's last years as well as I thought. Oh, actually, I know what I saw now. I was on Instagram and it was like a, this page called History Photograph, which is a pretty cool page that I follow. And it showed like his last uh, performance, which was about a month and a half or so before he died. And I didn't realize, like, at the very end there, he looked, like, really unhealthy. Like, I didn't realize how, like, big he had gotten. I'm surprised you don't know that. I think that's, like, one of the things people know about Elvis. Yeah. Elvis. But, like, why did that happen? He just started eating a lot of drugs. I know they said he was on a lot of opiates. So, there's a kick-ass video of him playing, um, oh, shit, one of the songs, one of his great songs at a concert. They put it at the end of Elvis, even. I'm blanking on which one it is. Um, but you can even see on the piano, like two large Coke, uh, bottle or, uh, you know, cups, like just Coca-Cola. So yeah, he's crushing all sorts of, and in, in Priscilla, he's, he's doing, I mean, you know, drugs to go to sleep or to was stay Was there awake. like a depression though, or something that came on towards his later years? I think he was always messed up. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, that's, that's where you get out of both movies. Okay. I guess I haven't uh, seen him. So I, I think especially in this, in Priscilla is just kind of. The weird, like, sexual hangups and everything that he's, like, really weird. I know he had, like, yeah, took they said he'd take, like, quaaludes and other stuff for sleeping, whatever. But I don't, I don't know if, like, oh, I don't know, like, if, is that stuff the stuff that makes you, like, can those pills kind of make you gain weight and stuff? Or, like, is there, I don't. I think it just became an unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, it was, it also, wasn't the final years, the last six years. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously been. a buildup over time, too. That doesn't just happen overnight. He was sweating buckets every night when he's in that, these little leather jumpsuits. You'd that's what I was saying, thin. too. Well, that's what I was saying, too, is when they show well, not his if last... you then uh, gorge yourself, you know, if you I guess that's the show. true, yeah. When they show his last performance, that's what I'm talking about, too, is he looked like he was, like, he was, like, sweating and stuff like that. And I'm like, that just, it seems like he was just struggling, Un- like his... Unchained Melody. Look it up. It is oh, yeah. spectacular, and especially considering he dies like a month later. It's one of the greatest live performances. He's huge, and it, you can see it. And they cleaned up that video. I don't know if it was for the movie or what, but it you know, it's been digified. All right. Well, Andy, do you want to do one more, and then I'll knock one well, down? I, I had another thought about Elvis. No oh, So we were just talking about the Beatles, who... Who was actually more famous oh. than the Beatles? Elvis may have been. Oh, I almost did an Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> may have been more famous um, because the Beatles have talked about that. Like, well, that's what we became the Beatles because of listening to Elvis and stuff. Yeah, Elvis no, was huge in 
Japan and shit like that. And it's like, he, no, Elvis he might have been the most famous. Or, I mean, or musician. Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson as well. <laughs> you, just, you just don't want to say it. Like, yeah. I mean, even the Simpsons had a bad. That's how you know it's bad. If the Simpsons took off their Michael Jackson episode, yeah. that's when you know it's bad. Now, Sean, you said you'll watch every music uh, movie. Will you watch the Michael Jackson one that they're making right now? At I home. Like, I cannot. What if, like, is Corey Feldman going to be in it? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just going to be clouded in controversy. So, yeah. speaking of Michael Jackson, like, I don't, true or not, I mean, again, this was on that history photo, actually, was it on the history photograph page? It was either on that or another page I follow, but it claims that Michael Jackson was actually, the day of 9-11, like, Michael Jackson was supposed to have a, was supposed to be at the World Trade Centers for a meeting, and I guess they said he overslept because he partied the night before and, like, didn't care enough to, like, make the meeting. He opened a I know toy, you've stuff. Toys R Us. <laughs> and I, no, it was, uh, you know, it's even better, Sean, since he was in New York. It was, uh, would have been uh, Duncan's Toy Shop from Home Alone. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> He's partying with Macaulay Culkin that night. Yeah. Oh, that's Woof. I haven't good. heard that. Yeah, I know. I hadn't either. But you, you hear all those little things. Like, I know, like, Seth MacFarlane, MacFarlane was supposed to be on one of those planes, right? Or yeah. something. It's kind of interesting. But, uh, the guy from the league was in the building. Oh yeah, that's right. That like, but that's what ruined his whole career. What an idiot! Uh, he really did like because the the rest of them have like still went on afterwards to be like somewhat relevant, especially yeah. Duplass, and then he actually the other guy, two guys too, actually. They, I mean, they did all some had, shows. Yeah, they all had careers before, but his was like completely. Oh, yeah, they don't even like talk to him. I don't. Every think. comedian just made fun of him for, for the next ten years. What a weird thing to lie about, too. But all right, Andy, you want to? Take one away here. Yeah, so I got a couple of movies in one theaters or two here, and then I'll go that that I watched here. So uh, first was a Drive Away Dolls. This just came out this last Friday uh, from Ethan Cohen of the Cohen Brothers, but uh, his first solo project. Um, he he co-wrote this movie with his his wife, who is an editor, edited a lot of the Cohen Brothers movies, especially the earlier ones. Um, and this is a it's a road trip comedy. Um, it's two lesbians who are just friends who decide to get out of town and they use this service called a driveway which i don't know if it's a real thing or not but you can like instead of renting a car you go to this company and they're like we need someone to drive this car to this Uh-oh. location so then you pay a lot less money and you drive the car so in this case they're like we want to go to tallahassee and then they go to the place and get a car that needs to get to tallahassee now what they don't know is that uh, just before then some like organized crime people were like people are going to pick up a car that needs to go to Tallahassee so give them the car so they end up taking the car that was meant for you know these criminals and so they uh, then have to the criminals have to then track down these uh, girls as they drive uh, across the country and uh, you know it's got some wacky stuff here it's funny very very strange movie Uh, some really weird just even in like the editing there's a lot of um, weird transitions like Stuff like a f- transition effects that would be in like a movie editor program where it's like, you know, the screen shakes and then it goes to the next thing. Like, like you're making your, your first amateur movie. Um, but obviously these are people who are not making their first movie. These are people who won Oscars. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun time. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Um, I, you know, it's got the Coen brothers type of like, you know, wacky characters. Um, I think one of them that I really enjoy is played by Joey Slotnick, who was like, in a few things in the late 90s and 2000s, uh, like Twister. And it's kind of like, I haven't seen much of him since. He had this crazy hair. Um, but now I've seen him in a couple things recently. He was in uh, he was in Plane and now this, where he's just uh, completely bald and he's got like a mustache. 
Um, he was he was hilarious in this movie. Um, really good character. Um, just weird stuff happening in this. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's not like I mean, it's similar to a lot of Coen Brothers movies that are funny, but are not like you know uh, Austin Powers or something. They're not straight comedies. Um, but it's it's not like it's not Big Lebowski, you know, or it's good, but it's not the best of their type of work. Um, and yeah, nobody saw it. It got released in theaters and made no money. Uh, very strange that this came out. It was supposed to come out last year, and they're like, when the strikes happen, they're like, we'll delay this. And it's like, why? Like, it's not making any money in February. Um, well, you know, it wouldn't have made money when it came out, if it came out last year. But uh, Still a fun movie. I'm, I'm happy I watched it. Um, very good. You want me to do the yeah, last do, movie? Do here? one more, and then I'll... All right. Um, now, this is another movie that's pretty funny, and I'm happy I watched it. Um, but it's not nearly as good. Uh, I watched Madam Web. So this is uh, the latest in the Spider-Man side character movies that have come out. Now, this um, had to not be that good. or At least it's never as good when the one of the leads is like, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. So this is one of those movies that is like so horrible that it's funny. Um, and so when I, I watched the first 20 minutes of this and I'm like this isn't that bad why did this get such horrible reviews it seems fine and then just completely goes off the rails and is, is ridiculous and stupid and uh, horribly acted and just every every part of it is just terrible um, but yeah the, 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 the plot of this is, is Madam Web is a Spider-Man side character she's an old woman who's a psychic or something and in this one Dakota Johnson plays plays her and she's an EMT and uh, her uh, EMT partner is a man named Ben, um, Ben Parker, whose uh, brother uncle? is about to have a kid and he's about to become an uncle, Ben Parker. Yeah, that's the real Spider-Man connection there. Um, played by Adam Scott, who is probably the best part of this movie because Adam Scott's just reliable. You know, you put him in something, he's going to be friendly and nice and you're going to like him. Um, so like whenever he's in the movie, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's still not good, but it's not the it's not hilariously bad either. Um, but she gets into an accident while doing EMT stuff, and then it unlocks her power, and that she's able to uh, see the future, like Final Destination style, which is kind of interesting. Like I love Final Destination. Like she sees what's happening, and then it goes back, it reverts to thirty seconds before, and now she can make a different decision. Um, but yeah, she ends up uh, having a premonition of these uh, three teenage girls getting. Killed by this other spider guy who has Spider-Man powers, but is not Spider-Man. But, you know, he doesn't shoot webs, but he can climb walls. And I don't It's terrible. Um, and so she has to protect them from this guy and use her abilities. Uh, the three teenage girls are all played by people in their 20s. And especially uh, Sydney Sweeney is someone who's been in a lot of things. And she's been playing teenagers for 10 years now. Like, it's like weird that you're still playing a high school kid. No one buys it anymore, especially when you been doing adult roles the last few years uh and it's just horribly acted uh they put her in like a schoolgirl costume that is like now who is this for was this really to drive the story or are you trying to like sell tickets by putting uh this person in a schoolgirl costume and make her be like the shy character which if you've seen her in anything she's really good at being like the hot girl who knows she's hot and it's kind of a bitch and, and it's funny um in this she's like 
the shy girl who doesn't who's nervous about things and I was like this is this is for some weird guy's fetish this is not for <laughs> this doesn't help a movie at all it is so weird but yeah then Dakota Johnson is just wonderful like not caring at all in this movie just not giving any effort uh you know saying things that should be urgent with no urgency and no fear and then uh it's just it's a movie that thinks the audience is stupid and over explains every little bit of it and she like live comments the moments to like if you didn't know what's going on here this i'm gonna say it out loud now and it's it just it, it it's it's really bad and it's not the room uh i don't think anything could be the room um but as far as like a major movie made by uh real people made by a real studio starring real people um it's almost as bad as you can get so yeah that's madam Webb. No, all right uh, well look forward to not seeing that yeah, yeah. Um, so I, uh, as you guys both know, I, I enjoy horror movies and I would say that probably 90% of the movies I feel like I talk about on here, like horror, maybe, maybe not quite that much, but, but I'm also a fan of like the, you know, like the older horror movies and stuff. And so there's one that's fairly popular that I've never seen before. And to be quite honest with you, I'm very unfamiliar with the franchise. And then I, I decided to watch, uh, I, I believe it was Sunday night, was uh, the original Hellraiser. And I knew I had no idea about that because I thought, you know, the pinhead guy was like the main guy around there. But I come to realize he's not. He's just one of the dudes from hell that appear when this little box gets played with. And I didn't realize that it's like, what is it, like the uncle or something of that had died in the house or like was killed. I don't know. It yeah. was, there was a lot going on. It was one of those movies where I was watching it and I was still like, what, what's happening? Like it was very, a very bizarre movie, but I did enjoy when the, what are they called? Like Cenopause? Cenobites. Cenobites. Yeah. There's the fat one. That, that's what I was about to say. He, that was, I couldn't stop laughing every time they showed him because he was just had the, what the sunglasses on and just like, he's like, hey, hey, hey. I'm like, but, uh, it's just, yeah, like I said, like I, I thought like Pinhead was like, you know, he's like the main whatever, but it's, he's really not. And I think I feel like you mentioned that before too a while back. And I remember being like surprised by that, but it's, it's, yeah. I mean, and then you have the, the girl that's, she's kind of creepy. I don't know if she's supposed to be a girl in that, but I know she's played by a girl because I was looking it up. But I don't know. I think she's yeah, supposed to be all, a girl. Yeah, because they're all that. humans that got turned into that. And it's just like yeah. a horrifying thought. And all, all, the whole movie is, is not, it's not like scary moment to moment, but just the idea is just scary. That's, being stuck in hell is like one of the scariest like, concepts like in being, humanity. <laughs> yeah. And especially if like that's what you turn into. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, I watched that. I've never, like I said, never seen him. And I know there's a lot like the, there was the one that was the most recent one that came out. They made like, a new oh, one on Hulu. That yeah. Was similar to the, the old ones. Um, was it better? It was a fine movie. I didn't think it was great. I, I wanted more from it. Um, now they made like with Hellraiser, they made like 45 sequels. That's what I was going to say. I know there's, a um, lot. but the first two are like real movies and yeah. And, and Pinhead's kind of like the iconic character, but it's really a side character. The sequels were like, well, that's the character everyone wants to see. Yeah. So I think he's that's why I was bit. surprised. Cause it, it, it is a good horror character. I mean, he's got all the, the things in his head. Yeah. yeah it is. That is what it is. It's the design. I think it's one of those actors who loves, like I can go to conventions <laughs> the rest of my life and just, and he didn't really have to do much. Like he's yeah. probably got the most. I mean, I was going to say he's got the least amount of lines, but then you could get people like Jason and Michael Myers that have, like, no lines. <laughs> but uh, you know well, what I mean. Those though. people love going Scenes, to I guess. Yeah. Minutes on camera, I should say. Yeah. 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 And I um, – yeah, and I think I saw, too, that I was looking up that the original – like, he didn't want to 
being the newest one though, the guy that played the original he yeah. Hellraiser. He didn't I think but I saw that he didn't want to be. I think they asked him. Might have been like I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Too. I mean that movie came like, out in remember, the 80s, right? Yeah, I remember it was like Michael Myers, the original actor, was in one scene. Yeah. Just to be like, hey, it's, it'll be nice, but it's like, man, I'm in my 70s. I'm not doing this you shit. You think if they ever did redid a Freddy Krueger that Robert England could do it? They they did redo it. He didn't. He wasn't. Oh, okay. Was, uh, well, how was the most recent Freddy Krueger they had? Oh, that's right. I guess. 2010. It, and oh, it was okay. Jack Earl Haley was weird. But, yeah, but no, uh, yeah. Whatever. Robert England is still in yeah. things. All the he's time a. Right if I'm not mistaken, I mean, last I heard, I know he's he lives in like the Laguna area. I know. Uh, yeah, was, my cousin ran into him at a bar one time or something like that. Surprised she even knew who he was. But yeah, that, but yeah, that's all I had. All right. I guess, well, I got one more here. Andy has one more. Yes, and it is not a movie or show. This is a, a strange one here, but I'm. I'm uh, going to recommend a podcast. Okay. Um, Tony's take. After our podcast. <laughs> but um, a few months ago, I listened to a, a podcast series. It's, you know, not a not a regular episode by episode podcast. It is like a, you know, telling a story, informational, I guess, called uh, Going Rogue. And it was about the production of Rogue One, um, directed by Gareth Edwards, who we just talked about before. But going over the entire production of that movie from the original story to the original screenplay to... Uh, you know, revisions to the screenplay and then, you know, all the whole process filming it. Um, so yeah, one of the, th- one of the interesting things about that whole story is Gareth Edwards filmed the movie. Then when they came back from reshoots, they kind of said, you're not doing the reshoots. And they, um, uh, on the guy they hired, uh, Tony Gilroy, who had done a bunch of movies, did the Bourne movies, did Michael Clayton. Um, and he kind of finished the movie. And then when they made Andor, Gareth Edwards had no involvement in Andor. Um, so just very interesting behind the scenes story of how a movie was made. Um, but that, I think that series of episodes came out like two years ago. That was the original concept. Um, the person who made the podcast decided to continue the, the series and, um, do some other movies. And, um, you know, it's been, I think they've done a few other things. Um, but this Monday, um, and I refreshed my subscribe podcast and a new episode popped up from this podcast about, uh, don't Worry Darling, which is a very controversial movie that came out a couple years ago. Uh, controversy mostly for the Olivia Wilde, uh, Harry Styles affair. Um, but even if you ignore that part of it, there's a lot of drama in the behind the scenes there involving like Shia LaBeouf was the original star of that movie. And then he gets fired. But then he's like, I didn't get fired. I quit. And then there's all these conflicting stories. So Shia LaBeouf's to blame. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, part of, partially. Um, but it's just that movie is is not as bad as Madame Web, but it, it is bad and very strange to like, how did this get this way? And uh, yeah, this podcast is like, you know, 90 minute podcast about the development of this movie and how we got from the original script to what we saw on screen and everything. I thought, I think that stuff is really fascinating. If you're interested in, in how movies are produced and how they, uh, you know, become good or bad. Um, you know, how they, how do you make a good script into a bad movie? It happens all the time. Um, and can you make a bad script into a good movie? Probably. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a, a, a very good episode. So I'm happy that uh, this podcast has continued and done little episodes like that. So, um, but yeah, I think I, the, the whole thing is good. The, the the Rogue One episodes are very good. But yeah, this one that came out last week on uh, Don't Worry Darling was a uh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is the Going Rogue podcast. Very good. Maybe we'll uh, ask them to come on our pod. 
can you assess right. why this podcast yeah. has a good script but isn't working? You know, exactly. Yeah, this is all scripted. If you didn't know, yeah, every one of the lines <laughs> we uh, we dictate. All right, well, it's telling me to say you've been listening to episode three hundred and sixty-five of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. We'll see you later.